Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declined today. Stocks retreating from records as a tumble in the price of crude sinks energy shares. West Texas Intermediate Crude down 2.6%, a drop there of $1.14 to $43.05 a barrel on West Texas Intermediate. Gold down six tenths of one percent, falling eight ten the ounce to thirteen fifteen. We are minutes away from getting the latest numbers from Texas Instruments. Moments ago, we heard from Gilead Sciences. It lowered its net product sales forecast for 2016, sending the shares lower in late trading. Gilead down about four and a half percent. S and P down six to twenty one sixty eight, a drop there of three tenths of one percent. The Dow down seventy seven, a drop there of four tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. The Democratic National Convention getting underway in Philadelphia. What role will Social Security play in the debates that we'll be hearing this week? There's a big push to try to get younger voters to the polls, but we know that it's many times it's older voters that are the most faithful. Can anybody touch the third rail of politics in a way that will get them votes, or are they all going to hold back? Joining us now, Matthew Hoosier. He's a reporter for the Kiplinger Letter, and he's been writing about this very issue suggesting that uh, while Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump could both make some proposals, in all likelihood they won't, at least not when it comes to cutting Social Security. Matthew, welcome to Taking Stock. Hi, thanks for having me. So, uh, so far, what have we heard from uh, Ms. Clinton and Mr. Trump on this issue? Well, uh, Mrs. Clinton has uh, suggested that she wants to expand Social Security benefits kind of following her party's move to the left. Um, In particular, she wants to expand them for caregivers, people who left the workforce for a period of time to take care of a loved one or a family member and therefore weren't able to access the Social Security system. Um, So she wants to make sure they're going to have a secure retirement. And to do that, uh, to pay for that, she would ask uh, high-income earners to pay um, a little bit more into the system um, in order to make that work. Uh, and Donald Trump has uh, also pledged uh, not to touch Social Security benefits. Uh, his goal is to uh, basically uh, make the economy better and therefore have more workers uh, paying into the system, and hopefully that will uh, help uh, ease the funding shortfall that Social Security uh, is currently projected to face here in the next couple decades. Matthew, uh, can you give us some detail on Social Security? Because it is not just uh, the benefits. Uh, one-third of, of retirees receive almost all their retirement income from the system. Two-thirds receive more than half from Social Security. But yet there is also the Social Security Disability Insurance Trust Fund. Tell us about that and whether that is also on the table to be debated, because that's expected to run out of money. Certainly. Um so that obviously, as you mentioned, is um, a much more immediate problem. Um, and uh, ultimately, it works in the same way as the retirement fund does in the sense that um, it's funded by worker contributions um, in payroll taxes. Uh, and obviously, last, uh, at the end of last year, you had uh, Congress work out a deal um, that basically t- took money from the retirement fund in order to um, – uh, keep the uh, disability funds solvent um, for up through, I believe, 2018. And um, 
my uh, my assumption is, or our assumption here at, at Kiplinger is that uh, ultimately Congress will end up having to act on that here in the next uh, couple of years. However, um, most of the discussion in the uh, the campaign season is going to be focused on um, the retirement program because that's um, the aspect of the Social Security program that voters are really really passionate about and really care about at this point. Okay, with Donald Trump pledging not to touch Social Security but close the funding gap by creating more jobs and therefore you people have to pay more payroll taxes and that will that will offset this deficit. How fast would the U.S. economy have to grow? How many more people would have to be in the labor force working to come close to that? Boy, I tell you what, I am i am not, unfortunately, a trained economist, so um, I did not was not able to do any calculations in that or was not able to find anybody who had done any sort of uh, uh, concrete calculations on that, so I could not. But broadly, it. is there anyone out, I mean, who, who who out there agrees that, yeah, just faster economic growth would help close the gap, or is this... Uh, I have not found anybody who, any, like, uh, very reputable economist who has supports or who thinks that that would ultimately work. Uh, Matthew, sorry to stay in the weeds here, but, um, you know, you talked about this reallocation between the Disability Insurance Trust and the Old Age and Survivors Insurance Trust Fund. They've been doing that for years. Yeah. But the Survivors Insurance Trust Fund, if all of the problems are put onto that, then won't that just hasten its own shortfall? Um, so that would be assuming that uh, ultimately that nothing is going to be done about uh, about the funding shortfall. However, um, we do anticipate that at some point before um, you actually get to the point where the Social Security uh, program is unable to um, uh, fund all of its various liabilities, sometime before then Congress will find a way. That sounds like a hope as much as, I mean, not that that's bad, but I mean, that does sound like more of a hope than anything that's based on practical knowledge. It, it is, It is. well, it is certainly a hope. Um, the reason that... Um, I guess we would put it like that is just Congress tends not to act unless it absolutely must. Um, and so we don't anticipate seeing any sort of major action on Social Security in the next four years, with the exception of something done to help fund the disability fund, um, which will probably re- just be similar to the last fix where you're moving money from the retirement uh, account into the disability fund. So if I'm somebody re- relying on uh, my Social Security uh in large part from retirement, what what, is, what should I be worried about or not worried about? Um, if you're relying on it currently, um, if you're relying on it currently, you shouldn't have to worry about too much. None of the major changes that are being proposed um, are going to come into effect. Um, obviously, in the next four years, um, we don't we don't think, and um, probably not within. Even if they were to come into effect, then they would not affect current Social Security recipients. Thanks very much for joining us and giving us that view on Social Security. Matthew Huser is a reporter for the Kiplinger Letter based in Washington, D.C. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. This is Taking Stock. Our thanks to our producer, Reggie Bazile. Our thanks also to Sam Lenga, our producer. Coming up, the Democratic National Convention kicks off in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And this is Bloomberg. Coming up, Bloomberg Law brought to you by Benzel Bush, introducing the world's most technologically advanced vehicle, the new 2017 Mercedes-Benz E-Class sedan at Benzel Bush. To find the way you drive at Benzel Bush, America's premier auto dealership in Englewood, New Jersey.